0: Well, she she's magical, mystical, or a powerful
1: girl. Hello everyone, I'm Kate Wheeler here in studio with Christine Bentley And you are listening to What She Said right here on 105.9 The Region Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union Expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem Hope you are having
2: a great weekend, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Your your puppy has her cast My off. My puppy has her cast off. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy is is a hopping. Hop, no, actually she's running now. She's just getting used to not having to compensate for the leg.
1: Yeah, except when she doesn't want to go up the stairs and like looks at you pitifully and you pick her up. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. she's fooling you. She's yes, got me little finger I know, already. I know. She's almost got me trained. Now, Mm. speaking of training and careers. um, This is unbelievable. Yes. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics are growing more rapidly. So, we're going to kick off the show today speaking with two women from the Holy Name of Mary College School about why STEM education is so important. Now, an interesting fact 78% of Holy Name's 2018 graduates have pursued STEM at post secondary level. Now, that exceeds the national rate in Canada, where 38% of students pursuing bachelor's degrees in STEM were women. So that's pretty cool. And we're going to talk to them about how they're doing that and how they are inspiring
2: um, girls of the next generation. And there are robotics involved here, by the way. Yes. Have you seen Chronicles of Jessica Wu on Amazon Prime Video? I have not. No, I'm going to have to watch it too. But season two is out now, and it follows a young female superhero on the autism spectrum who is fighting to better humanity and discover who killed her stepfather. Helena Alexis Seymour plays the lead role, and she's going to be here to tell us more mm. about it and her spin.
1: Yeah, of course, it was um, Autism Day this, uh, yes. this past week as well, world, and it's such a... Um Such an important issue. So this is interesting to me, um, you know, how we're having a superhero with autism and learning more about it. I'm I'm fascinated to hear this. So now film critic Ann Brody is going to be here to tell us what to watch this weekend. And we also have an interview with Through Black Spruce actress Tania Beatty. She's going to tell us about portraying a young Cree woman whose disappearance traumatizes her family and triggers events in two
3: worlds.
2: And Ottawa actor Mikhail Kund will also be here. He appears in the CBC revival of Street Legal as Maddox, an Olympic caliber swimmer who becomes addicted to opioids after having his wisdom teeth removed.
4: Boy,
1: are,
2: are we like topical this week?
1: Yeah, we're, absolutely. We've got, we've got stem, we, yeah. we've got um, you know, an indigenous woman's disappearance, we've got autism, we've got we've got and we got opioids. We got it all in <laughs> Yeah. We're just missing SNC Lavalin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not missing SNC last one oh, no, at all no. right now. Um, so, closing out the show in our live studio sessions, we have 13 year old singer songwriter Cheyenne May. She's from Vancouver and she is performing her debut single, Forever
2: and Ever. And don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and visit our website at WhatSheSaidTalk.com where you can watch videos and download our Apple podcast. Go ahead, it's free.
5: Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshe said talk.com.
4: Meridian's three year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started meridian saving for a better life while living your best life that's wealth esteem terms and conditions apply
5: this is 1059 the region now back to what she said with christine bentley and kate wheeler
1: Careers in STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, are growing more rapidly. But when we refer to STEM, it's not just coding and lab coats. Think food production, manufacturing, healthcare, and so much more that, frankly, we can't live without. Joining us now is Marilena Tesoro, the head of school at Holy Name of Mary College School, and Dr. Karen Cosma, an HNMCS physics teacher, Mm -hmm. who is also a professional engineer and an uh, alum of the school. So, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I understand that you have an amazing uh, rate of graduates, number of graduates who have pursued. STEM at the post-secondary level. Is that right?
6: So as a girls' school, we're empowering girls' confidence, not only creating them, cultivating, helping them to cultivate a brilliant mind, but also a compassionate heart. And over the years, uh, we've actually looked at our statistics in the um, STEM um, careers and in post-secondary programs that they choose. So in the past three years, it's gone from 41% to 65% to last year's graduating class having 78% of them pursuing um, STEM related science, engineering, technology, mathematics, and business-type programs of study.
1: So how does that compare to, to like, the net? The national
6: yeah. in Canada it actually bucks the natural
1: <laughs> the, the the
6: national standard which I think is thirty eight percent in uh, wow. twenty fourteen so um, it is completely the opposite of of what happens um, in a normal environment and that's really when you empower girls um, with confidence and uh, you give them the opportunity to leverage their voice and you have them look at things from multiple perspectives taking massive amounts of information and helping them digest it in in little nuggets um, and empower their leadership skills. It's unbelievable what the girls can do and this is just a tribute to that.
2: So why do you think it's so particularly
6: important STEM education for girls? We live in a a future um, that is is coming of artificial intelligence, complex problems. um, Just the technology is changing so rapidly that change is constant. And we really need to give them the skills that they need to be able to um, navigate a constantly changing uh, landscape. And uh, Dr. Cosma, our physics teacher, I mean, we look at hiring um, really passionate teachers um, from the field and industry because we want to make it relevant to what's really going on in the workplace.
7: So I look, even I teach grade nine science, and I teach electricity, and I tell the girls, try to live without your cell phone, try to live without technology, and they can't. So much so that we measure the amount of time we use technology, not by the seconds, by the hours. So it is the future. You can't get away from it every single day. We use electricity, we use computers, we use our cell phones, and it's the whole package too as well. And I think that's what's important with getting to girls to understand. You seem to be almost getting ahead of something, because
2: when we were going to school, you, you went, you got a degree, you had an expectation of getting a job in a field. The job, in my case, was 35 years the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now everything's changing every, all the time. Things yes. are morphing. They're never going to have a job exactly. that stays the same their whole life. So you're really putting them ahead. Yeah. You're being proactive, not yes. reactive.
6: And uh, we've had to change the educational uh, structure of our programming. So it starts from um, almost training the teachers uh, from scratch. We work yeah. with the uh, Future Design School um, to help them learn to be more facilitators of knowledge as opposed to just imparting, you know, information. But also we looked at the timetable and we looked at um, dedicating blocks of time to innovation, to thinking outside of the box and providing them with um, instruments and tools and resources, 3D printers and scanners, but also sewing machines. Um, and uh, Karen will tell
7: you a little bit about, you know, how they use all of those resources for her robotics team. Well, I started a robotics team this year at Holy Name of Mary College School. It's the first year we're a competitive team, and I have 47 girls on the team. And you realize that the important thing is to really tap into their passion mm-hmm. and their different aspects of it. You can be holding a wrench and or an a drill bit, but you could also be a singer. And so I have many girls on my team that are part of the choir. And it's really instilling in them to be part of something, but bring back as well what they're interested in. We built a bot this year for the competition, and we actually attached symbols to the bot, and the bot audition for the Spring Cafe at Holy Name, and we got a part in the annual spring concert. So it's taking that, but now it's a simple thing that we have them operating the bot clapping, but how do you code it? So I have girls who aren't part of my computer science class or physics class, but they want to code it because they know how music, and I don't know how music operates, and they're coding now. Okay,
1: so, so Holy Name was, as I understand it, the first Canadian
7: school to offer students the
1: Amgen biotech Experience. Now, we've talked about that uh, on the show before. It offers real-world hands on biotechnology labs that help transform students' understanding of science. So in that aspect, tell us what students get to do. So, um,
6: with the, um, we worked um, in partnership with the University of Toronto and in collaboration with the Amgen Foundation um, and Amgen Canada. And um, they helped not only to provide professional development for Mm -hmm. our teachers, um, but also the uh, resources, um, the incubators, and a variety of different um, instruments that they wouldn't normally have in a high school setting, more of a university type. So, Mm -hmm. you know, girls are um, looking at um, developing, there's an aspirin lab, so they wouldn't necessarily be doing that. So they're exposed at an earlier um, age and to stimulate that scientific curiosity and it inspires them to think that they can do it once they realize that it's not as difficult um, as they thought. I mean, yes, they have to go through, uh, you know, a variety of different steps to, you know, um, extract things and and bring things to fruition um, but when they realize that that confidence that they have um, all of a sudden the experiential learning part of it um, blossoms their interest and, you know, it sets them on a quest of
2: discovery that is unparalleled. You must be a beacon for lots of other schools. They must be coming in and saying, what are you doing right? And you must have a lineup of parents wanting to get their children in.
6: Well, I think girls' schools are very powerful, um, especially in this day and age, because we're, we're trying to close that gender gap. We're definitely working on um, real-world application. And so, you know, the partnerships with robotics, with Amgen, with a variety of different uh, collaborators, um, and our parents, our parent base, you know, um, we have a, a speaker series. And they really look for um, people in real world that can, you know, critique some of our passion projects. And the girls get to pick um, during innovation time. It's not just the study of math and science and geography. Um, they select actual topics that they might be interested in um, and w- want to learn more about and something that they want to improve, such as my first startup or performance or social activism. Um, you know, and, and the girls pick robotics, um, 47 of them. Were you
1: surprised?
7: No. No? No, I wasn't surprised. Well, you are an engineer, though. I wanted, But that's, you know... I wasn't surprised because I knew you had to, once you see that light bulb go off, once you realize that the gap between the classroom technology and the hands-on is not that big, and girls usually would refrain from it, I knew that gap isn't big. And I knew once they got the taste of it, they won't stop. Well, you were
1: inspired at some point to become an engineer. So what turned you on?
7: I was I loved science and I loved math and physics, but I wasn't really a hands-on hobbyist when I was growing up, and so that's what I knew. Girls are normally not necessarily will go mm-hmm. into be a mechanic and go outside mm-hmm. and work on the car. But once you are exposed to it and you are in a safe environment where somebody's not going to pick it up and do it faster than you, you realize you have that power. Mm-hmm. And today we can even buy power tools. So the rivet gun, we don't need to use the mechanical rivet gun. We are, you know, we're not as strong. We can go get the pneumatic one and we're just yeah. as powerful. Well, they may not go out and work on a car, but they
2: may put something from Ikea together and well, that's they've harder.
7: they've a 120-pound metal <laughs> robot this 120 year. Pound. 120 pounds. 120 pounds by themselves from straight metal and bolts and how brackets. what is the age? High school, so from I have girls from grade nine to grade twelve, and they are collaboratively working, and that's so nice because you're seeing the older students building the younger students. I mean, yeah. we
2: didn't have any of that in our high school, did we? No. we had no hands-on experience;
6: and we they're just learned from and
7: books, painting, they're doing. All but it's of part that of the exposing
6: rooms. them to the problem-solving and the critical thinking. The more you exactly you know, immerse yeah. them in that, we have a co curricular yeah. program where they can dabble and take apart appliances, a cell phone, or um, and they're also you know geared to be. more... More compassionate about giving back. How can they affect change? And so through that compassion, they're looking at ways, you know, to be able to give back as well. But what I find interesting is, you know, the robotics girls—they um, come from they're dancers, they're you know artists. Um, they don't come from the traditional uh, science, science background. Um, and now all of a sudden, that's being stimulated. And it's tapping into that talent as well. So I, I can hear people out there saying, "Where is the school? Where is?" Uh, oh, holy name! Uh, we're in Mississauga. In Mississauga, yeah, we're just um, uh, north of the QEW, uh, just off of Mississauga Road. We're um, a Catholic independent school for girls, mm-hmm. um, established by the Basilian Fathers and the Felician Sisters, um, to you know bring solid education and empower g- the girls, but also you know environmental stewardship.
1: And where can people go to? Learn? learn learn more. Our website hnmcs.ca hnmcs.ca Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for what you're doing for women and girls. It's a pleasure. Thank
6: you.
5: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back
2: tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESIT.
3: Hi, I'm Stephanie Krasik, founder of StrainPrint. If you want to learn more about cannabis and are curious about it and maybe are thinking about using it for yourself, check out strainprint.ca. Check out our community that we have, which is filled with wonderful people and great conversations. And download the app StrainPrint for free at Google Play or the App Store. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for
1: you at Draco Restaurant inside the spectacular brand-new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favourites plus signature cocktails every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it. You'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate Your Brunch, Sundays at Draco.
5: This is 105.9 The Region.
0: She said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest
2: and lovable.
5: Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: Joining us now is actress Helena Alexis Seymour, who stars in the second season of Chronicles of Jessica Wu, out now on Amazon Prime Video. Welcome to What She Said. Thanks for having me. So happy to be here. Yeah, so Chronicles of Jessica Wu follows a young female superhero on the autism spectrum who is fighting to better humanity and discover who killed her stepfather. Tell us more about the character.
8: So she actually grew up nonverbal and her mother passed away. So she had a lot of like a very difficult childhood. And so once her mother passed away, she didn't want to live with her stepfather because he was an alcoholic. So she met this man, David Wu, who adopted her, took her in and taught her martial arts. And that's how she became a superhero. She just became so inspired and martial arts really helped her with autism because it helped her focus and it helped her understand the things that were going on in her body. And so from there, she just became inspired to become a superhero and find out who killed her her stepfather, David Wu.
2: What was it like playing this role? Because I understand you did a fair amount of research on
8: autism. I did. I did a lot of research with YouTube and just Google, Wikipedia. And also the director's daughter has autism. So he wrote this about her in mind. And then I went back to... This was filmed in Los Angeles. But I went back to Canada to further train with my sensei in Ottawa, Silvano Cavano, and her son has autism. So just to be around others with autism to observe them, although everyone's different. It just further gave me more information to make Jessica Wu the best I could.
1: So now sort this out for me, because you've taken over for the actress who played Jessica Wu in the show's first season. Correct. So how did you honor the original character while still making it your own? Yeah, so that was a tricky thing. I
8: watched the whole first season, and I definitely wanted to honor the character, but I didn't want to create the character the way the first actress did. You know, I had my own interpretations and my own, like, gifts and creative abilities to add to it. So I definitely... I, I think I actually turned her up a notch because I watched the first, the first season and I couldn't exactly tell that she was autistic because Jessica can't make eye contact. Like, you'll watch the second season, she's looking everywhere except into your eyes. But the first season, she seemed... Like she was making eye contact. She was like handling herself pretty. I don't want to say regular, but like, quote, normally. "normally." Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to make sure that I added a bit more like quirks to her that you can actually tell like, okay, she's kind of struggling with something.
1: Hmm. So how does Jessica use her autism uh, to her advantage? Because it's obviously a strength for her. Mm hmm. She's very mathematical.
8: She can make calculations and equations in her mind. And that's how she kind of uses these skills in her in her fighting and her in her superhero ways, like how she takes down crime in Los Angeles. So she really just uses all her mathematical skills and her equations. Huh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You've you've got to watch and find out.
1: Okay, so now the show was initially created with the focus to support the efforts of autism awareness inspired by as you meant, the director and the director's daughter, the director's daughter. Right. Who is uh, who has autism as you said. Is it is it something for the whole family? Definitely.
8: It's definitely is something for the whole family. It's It's lighthearted. There's romance in it. Um, There's, of course, the superhero aspect. So if you like fighting and combat scenes, we have a lot of those. And I'm excited to show you those because I've been training in kickboxing for the past two years, hoping to book a combat role. And so when this came around... Yes. And this came around and the breakdown said, must have martial arts skills. I was like, yes, yes, let me use it finally. So it definitely came to my advantage. And anyone... Who's ever suffered or like, I don't want to say suffered, but faced adversity growing up, like myself included, growing up in an all white neighborhood, being a biracial girl with curly hair, like I was teased. So watching this, you'll just be like, wow, like this is not the average, you know, Caucasian male this is, or female. This is just someone different that's doing her thing and like f- coming through through adversity, like growing up nonverbal to now be high functioning, She owns a bar, restaurant. Like, she's pushing through all these barriers and living her life. What did you learn about autism? They're very special human beings. Their minds are more, I feel, more developed in certain aspects. Like, they're very, like, her being so mathematically genius. Autistic people, not all, but of course many, they have one really special skill or gift and they almost are like obsessed with it and they study and they're into it. So they're a genius in that area, which they don't focus on many other things. So like social skills and conversations they're not very good at, but they're very good at that one thing. So if you can master how to communicate and how to... You know make eye contact and just live a normal life these individuals are amazing so genius their brain is like on un- anyone else that's mm-hmm. what i've learned so they're high high functioning they're very intelligent they're like more intelligent than we actually realize
2: so is it sort of a little bit like it used to be about mental health yeah and we didn't want to talk about it. And it was behind closed doors and people sort of autism and it's just one big thing when really the barriers are not that large. They're not that large. And there's so many
8: people on the spectrum, like someone could have just a touch of it, but you won't even know, you know, because a lot of them have OCD or ADHD, which a lot of people in the world are diagnosed with, but they could also have a little bit of autism that they're just like, no, no, I'm just OCD. So we need to bring more awareness to it and do do more research. And with shows like The Good Doctor and mm-hmm. Atypical on Netflix that are also helping bring awareness to autism, I think it's a great start. So what do you hope
1: that people take away from Jessica Wu?
8: That a strong biracial female is out there for little biracial black girls that they do have someone to look up to besides just Black Panther, which was a great start. And for all uh, ethnic little female girls out there, because I didn't have anyone to look up to, that's why I grew up thinking that I wanted to be a white girl with blonde hair. Where did you grow up? In Cornwall, Ontario, which is definitely more diverse now. Mm -hmm. But back then, it definitely wasn't. And I didn't see anyone on television that reflected me. So I thought that Mm -hmm. these kids in my school were correct and that I should have like a pointier nose and you know smaller lips so <laughs> that's definitely not the case now I'm very grateful for how I look but yeah so young girls that are just I think ethnically diverse even Asians East Indians anyone can watch this show and be like wow okay I can be strong and I am a superhero and then for all the um, autistic and Mental health people out there that are like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. Like, yes, you can. Look how she changed her
1: entire life. So it's really heartwarming and it's inspiring. Now you've appeared on the CW's Beauty and the Beast, CBC's The Best Laid Plans, and in the movie uh, is how do you say it? XXX triple, triple triple X three with tri- Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So so what's coming up next
8: for you? Um. There is a film that we're hoping to get into TIFF this year, so fingers crossed. I won't say any details on that, but I might be back in September. It's called More Than He Knows, so if you hear about it, you've got to come watch it. And I just wrapped a film called Sodom, California, so that'll be out probably next summer.
1: So are you doing more work um, in Canada or in... I moved in, to Los Angeles. You moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, so I've been
8: there for a year now. I've been living in Venice Beach, and now I live downtown. I, oh, downtown LA.
1: Downtown. I, I was LA. in LA in
8: the eighties. Downtown was not somewhere you would no, you would go. They it's changed it. Yeah. It's so <laughs> cool now. It's kinda like a Toronto vibe, New York City. Really? Yeah. I can't
1: I, can't, I can hardly believe that I know.
8: <laughs> it's totally changed. It's all brand new, condos everywhere, like Wall Street. It's beautiful. So
1: you're gonna stay down there?
8: Downtown, I don't know. I, I no, like ex- I meant more in LA. Oh, I mean, LA yeah. 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 But I think I'm gonna head to the valley now this time. Mm-hmm. I like to move around. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> oh,
1: so much. Yeah, so you too. Much. yeah, that's cool. So now, now, um, so that's great. And yeah. you've got a green card. Everything's all good down you're there. Good, they're, yeah. they're tough to get. They are. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm
8: glad that I got my work done in Canada because going to L.A. very green and not knowing anyone or anything about acting would be impossible to su- succeed. So I'm grateful to all the work that I did in Canada and everyone that supported me here.
1: That's great. So how can people connect with you online to follow what you're doing? At Helena Alexis across the board, Helena Alexis across. That's so it's, it's yeah Instagram, Instagram at Helena Alexis. Yeah, yeah Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook,
8: yeah everywhere. Yeah, wow, that's
1: awesome. Um, and I, I think maybe we should take a martial arts class. Yeah, I know. think so too. Yeah. It's so empowering. You feel so strong. Which and one powerful. did you, What kind did you take? Kickboxing. Oh, you were doing kickboxing. Kickboxing, Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not oh, yeah. sure my husband's a keen boxer yeah, uh, and he's always saying like you should come it's mainly women in, in it's women in the class yeah like, uh, I think I'm scared but
8: you try anyway. one class and you'll you'll change your life okay Helena yeah. Alexis
1: Seymour thank you very much for joining us
8: thanks for having me
5: What She Said
9: with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region.
8: Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know
4: where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show.
1: Joining us now is film critic Anne Brody for Saturday Night at the Movies. And today we're starting off with Sunset, which follows the events in the life of a woman who has lost her inheritance during a period of great upheaval. What's this about?
10: Well, I had no clue that the Austro Empire was the high point of European culture back in the 1900s, 19-teens. So she uh, came from a family that developed this hat store in Budapest. Um, they died in a fire. She ran away. Her, her, her brother's in hiding because he murdered somebody. She comes back to look for him and to regain her, her, what is rightfully hers, this incredible um, store. So she gets a job there. She finds that there's a very deadly, dark connection between the store and the royal palace. Tremendous corruption. And, um, okay, so it doesn't sound like much of a plot. However, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Quite a bit we see of her just walking through the city from the back. And yet it is so hypnotic, so compelling. This girl is incredible. And it's really hard to understand. (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm not, <laughs> What you, does that mean?
10: Hard to understand. You have to really pay attention. Okay. If it's if it's as if it's as
1: lengthy as Roma or Tree of Life, it's off my have list. Have you
10: not seen Roma yet? Yeah, yes, no, I've I've watched watched have. I thing? have yeah, the, whole the whole thing. thing. Yeah, watched the whole
2: thing, and still
1: didn't do it for me.
10: No,
2: I yeah. was no. <laughs> sort of like my work is done. I, I mean, it was like this is like everybody's story. So what?
10: Well, I can't yeah. help you there. I can't help it's, it. it. It's Anyways. a masterpiece. Oh, so okay. So Sunset. I, if you like to use your brain in a film, learn about history, and see the depravity of the elite class in, in that era,
1: Then you'll love go this. see it. Go see Sunset. Yes. Okay.
10: okay. What about Carmine Street Guitars? Well, Ron Mann is a very well-known Toronto documentarian. He's done so many films. He did one of the first films on grass called Grass. Uh, so he went to this um, guitar handmade guitar store in Greenwich Village that has really seen the history of music since it was created mm-hmm. decades ago. Not only that, he uses the wood from old buildings, including uh, McSorley's, the oldest bar in New York, and the uh, Suicide Bar, which is where all the women would go and commit suicide back in the day, it was kind of a, a thing, <laughs> nice hangout. <laughs> so he fi- he gets the wood from all these places. He hand makes the guitars. He has a girl there who burns the design in, and she's only she's just a kid. She doesn't you wouldn't think she would appreciate the guitar music of the past four decades. So, including Bob Dylan and Patti Smith and um, Charlie Sexton, a lot of people drive drop by over the period of five days when Ron's shooting. It's really fun to see.
1: Uh, now, this may not be as fun to see, The Invisibles, because this is um, a little-known true story about Jewish people who hid in plain sight in Berlin at the height of Hitler's final solution. No kidding,
10: um, right? Yeah. Um, they said... Berlin is Jew-free now. That was the, the big announcement. And of course, there were 7,000 Jews living in, in plain sight. Some of them returned to their old jobs, unbeknownst to uh, the owners. Some uh, were helping in the ghetto, setting up soup kitchens and creating fake passports to get people out of Germany. And the spirit and the will and the Desire to live was just so strong in these people. I'd never heard of this story either. Um, and of the seven thousand Jews who lived there, fifteen hundred survived, and there were still a few alive today who participated in the uh, research of the film. Very <laughs> mm. interesting. What is this, Fossy Verdon? Ver- Fossey Ver- Ver- Verden, Verdon. Yeah, Bob, Bob Fossey's Fossey. got to be Bob Fossey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. So cool. He's he was one of he was the leading. Uh, choreographer on Broadway for decades, Bob Fosse. He would yeah, come to, oh, he would, I know. Yeah, yeah. And Gwen Verdon was his wife. She was the leading dancer. And they had a long marriage, long successful marriage, except for his side things. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and of course, they did cabaret. So you get to go in inside the making of cabaret with Liza Minnelli and and um, Joel Gray and Michael York. You see their marriage kind of disintegrate over the years, and their daughter Nicole. Cole is the uh, one of the producers on the show. So that's and, on FX? Yeah, and you're seeing dancing, you're seeing drama, you're seeing theater. It, it's wonderful. And so that's FX. What's new on Acorn? Acorn has queens of mystery. It's so good. It's so binge-worthy. It's about three sisters in their 40s to 60s, I suppose, and they're all award-winning mystery writers, Well, their niece is an actual homicide detective working in their cute little village in the middle of england um and uh, you know they they try to push her into solving crimes her way and she tries to resist but it's what it does is what the british do so well they create an environment that is so appealing so visual and uh clever that is just wonderful it's wonderful to see And
1: then Netflix has, uh, uh, quickly, uh, Sir David is narrating the stunning new nature series, I Hear, Our Planet. It is so
10: good. We see things you would never. They spent something like 3,000 hours and they got 35 shots of the rare Siberian white tiger over two winters. Incredible. The lengths they go to, well worth it. I know, sometimes I really do
2: wonder. But anyway, thanks so much, You're welcome. And of course, we can find everything else that you didn't have time to talk about right now um, up on whatshesaidtalk.com. You also recently sat down with Tanaya Beattie, the star of Through Black Spruce, which explores the way a young Cree woman's disappearance traumatizes her family and triggers events in two worlds. It's in theaters now, so let's take a listen.
10: The film is fraught with issues mm-hmm. such important issues dating mm-hmm. back you know decades and mm-hmm. generations mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's there's a lot to take there's a lot to digest a lot yeah. for you as an actor especially playing two roles yeah. to wrap your head around yeah so what when you immersed yourself in it right you know how tough was it
11: yeah I mean I felt. Um, immersed in some ways already just I read the book when I was a teenager and it stuck with me and sat with me and um, so when I found out that that they were gonna make a film it felt like all I had to do was just dive in <laughs> like you know it it was um, just such a, a beautiful and powerful and special experience you know I I, I it was tough at times um, Certainly, but I also just felt, like, in wonder most of the time, like, that this film was actually being made and I'm surrounded by this largely indigenous cast and how lucky am I, you know?
10: That's fantastic. Yeah. Just having met you for this brief period of time, you are so unlike her. So this is a real acting... Uh, Masterpiece achievement.
11: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I
10: mean you related to her in those ways But you gave her a physicalness and a way of speaking right and all of that. So how did that? How did you work it
11: right? I mean I I know so many women who are hunters and are from the bush and kind of have that Physicality and like that sort of resourcefulness and that strength and so I just I I I borrowed from them. <laughs> Luckily, I've been surrounded by some really great, amazing women, and so, you know, I kind of took from pieces of that. And then, of course, she's from Moussiny, so I listened to to interviews and list, watched YouTube videos of people from Moussiny, <laughs> so that I could kind of get the the sort of um, that way of speaking right. And yeah. yeah, it was it was it was just a joy to do that honestly like that's what I as an artist that's sort of what I I would love I love kind of getting into so it was you know it's like juicy wow yeah
10: absorbing right exactly and you know Annie's so driven and I mean we all have that in us but she takes it to another level because it's it's so important that she finds her family member or at least clues yeah um you know she's she's had to be really tough yeah and create toughness yeah so i mean when you were being really tough that way and Uh leaving your friend in the middle of the night right uh, that's
11: yeah big Um, deal right yes i think um i think out of the necessity comes these different types of traits like that she might come off as a bit reserved and be protective and um a little bit uh, untrusting of of, yeah. of 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 people. A little bit. Well, yeah, <laughs> just just a titch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Annie, no. <laughs> um, but she's a warrior. Right, right, and I think she's she's had to be, you know. And I see so many women in in our community who have had to be, and um, you know, people like even my own mother. Included who I who I look up to and 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 um, See uh, how she has been resilient and survived, you know, so
10: Are you referring to the residential schools?
11: Um, Yeah, residential schools 60 scoop. I mean you you name it you name it. Yeah
10: Unreal, it's wonderful that we're getting so much Indigenous material in films these days Mm -hmm. this year last year and and the year before there have been a a lot more films made Mm -hmm. On stories right yeah, so that's very encouraging, right?
11: Yeah, it's it's heartening to see that there's more focus pulled to these these special stories that Wouldn't always you know get that kind of attention. So yeah,
10: people are really excited about them. Yes Everyone wants to learn right I think and that's something like this helps
11: right exactly it makes it digestible and then you're sort of able to walk through these character shoes and have empathy and, and compassion for them in a different way that that yeah I think is, is unique to to film and getting to watch a film like this
10: you grew up in a hunting community your family was hunters right and so now you're traveling all over doing films and tv i mean wow yeah i think there's a book there
11: right yeah they're all they're all pretty much like they were all at the premiere last night and so excited and you know like oh red carpet and yeah it's it's been special to get to, to to share that with them and yeah, I mean, I even for me, uh, being out here and being from, like, a little tiny village, it's it's super surreal. <laughs> it's so surreal. Do you get home much? Um, I haven't. I, I get home, I try to get home, like, a couple times a year, but yeah. it's it's a trek. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah, it's a bit of, I mean, just, f- you have to fly into Vancouver, and then there's a drive, and, yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
10: But you must miss it.
11: I do, I miss I miss the, the mountains and the tr- and being able to be out in nature, you know, in a heartbeat, you know, it, that's really feels like home to me. So yeah, I miss you know, it. This- yeah, <laughs> yeah, concrete <laughs> jungle. Yeah.
10: <laughs> Thank you so much. What a delight to meet you.
11: Oh, you too. Thank you.
5: she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. We'll be right back.
4: Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Have you met my friend Alfred? He's revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You know, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services is here to help. Wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your items with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code... What She Said.
3: Hi, I'm Stephanie Krasik, founder of StrainPrint. If you want to learn more about cannabis and are curious about it and maybe are thinking about using it for yourself, check out strainprint.ca. Check out our community that we have, which is filled with wonderful people and great conversations, and download the app StrainPrint for free at Google Play or the App Store.
5: This is 105.9 The Region.
3: What She Said.
0: Wonderful,
5: honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: Joining us now in studio is the Ottawa-born Mikhail Kund, who you can now see in the CBC revival of Street Legal. Welcome to What She Said.
12: Thank you for having me.
2: Now, you play the recurring role of Maddox, an Olympic-caliber swimmer who becomes addicted to opioids after having his wisdom teeth removed. Tell us more about your character.
12: Well, uh, Maddox, like you said, is the representative's plaintiff. He was training for the Olympics and then had a wisdom tooth taken out, and got addicted to drugs. And now he's fighting for justice with his mother.
1: So they—they they need to decide, as I understand it, whether they want to take a settlement offer or testify in court. What, what was it
12: like playing a role like this? Well, for me, it was uh, extremely out of the ordinary. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm not addicted to anything. That's good. uh, Right? Uh, right, As as everybody should. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just to get into the character and just feel the struggle he had and the reasons why he ended up getting addicted to it, if it was personal, if it was strictly the drugs and all this, it was sort of the challenge. Mm -hmm. And what helped was obviously um, changing my look a little bit. So, my hair was shorter, my beard grew out a little bit, just so I can picture what the character would look like.
2: So what did you learn about opioid addiction? Because obviously that's something we talk about all the time and we run into all the time. And 10 years ago, nobody, it just wasn't on the radar.
12: No, absolutely. And uh, this show brings a lot of awareness to it. And what I learned from it is that a lot more people are affected from it than you would think, like you mentioned 10 yeah, years ago. It nobody. All, exactly. all social
1: strata. Exactly.
12: Yeah. And on the show, you, they cover a lot of of that and from people that you wouldn't expect. So family members, like mothers, fathers, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doctors. Doctors absolutely. even, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely.
2: Now, it picks up 25 years after the original series with Cynthia Dale reprising her role as Olivia Novak. What was it like being part of something that was this big?
12: Well, I got to see a real Canadian star back at doing her best, her role, right? Mm-hmm. So on set it was it was obviously a great cast and all this, but it was the Cynthia Dale show. She was so happy. People were behind her. It, she was just amazing to work with, so I got the chance to to mm-hmm. be to be with her and work with her, right? Did you watch The Ultras? I watched a little bit of the old shows, and but I heard it a lot from from my family. So when I told them and announced them that I, I was going to be part of the, uh, the renewal, they were all very excited because yeah, they used to watch it.
1: Yeah, you're, yeah. you're
12: too young. To I wasn't even yeah. Born
2: yeah. I <laughs> How old are you?
12: So I'm, uh, I'm turning 21. You're
2: t- oh, yeah. so you're turning
12: yeah. wow. 21. So. Yes. Oh. How yeah, did you yeah.
2: get started in the business?
12: So one of my friends uh, was part of this agency back in Ottawa, and it was right along the side, like grade 10, you know, you got to start thinking about what you want to do as a future and all this, and she was part, and I I had a lot of plans, obviously, as some kids might have, they want to be different things, lawyers, firefighters, all of this, right? So uh, she was part of this agency, and she, she mentioned that maybe you should try it an actor like that. You can play a bunch of different roles. You can be a bunch of different things.
1: Now, so, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. One, exactly
12: right. So it's pretty close to the same yeah. thing. Well, not really, but yeah. So that's that's where uh, that's where I got started and tried out.
1: And how, how did your parents feel about that? Because I am the mother of one one actor one actress okay. um and i know you know a lot of it's all it's all about height weight and coloring and absolutely. you've got a lot of disappointment in this business and yes. not not a
12: secure career Oh absolutely not it's it's rejection more than anything right? Yeah
1: so yes. how did you how do you cope with that
12: So my parents were very supportive everything i did they were very supportive and honestly, I couldn't be doing this without their support. But mm-hmm. they did mention a few things <laughs> afterwards. One, we I was actually just talking to my mom and she said, when you first started, I started with this uh, short film and she got invited to the premiere and me and my, uh, her, uh, her and my dad and both of them were debating before, like, oh, my God, what are we going to tell him if he sucks? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to tell him, right? Because they want to be as supportive as possible. Uh-huh. So... Ultimately, I didn't end up sucking. I That's was not good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
12: And they, uh, they, uh, ever since then, they supported me for th- with everything, right? If it's driving me all the way to Toronto for auditions or just Where are you from? being them. From Ottawa. Yeah. Oh, for you're from Ottawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. From Ottawa to Toronto, right? Because you got to travel.
2: So have you just shot in Canada or have you also been south of the border?
12: I have shot a few things in, uh, in uh, the U.S., but obviously as Canadians, we have this... Uh, the struggle with getting a visa, or yes, that's my right? daughter was there
1: for a year doing, you know, the first Absolutely. run of um, auditions and 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 rounds because you can audition down there you without without, can. but you then you need to book a solid job so Absolutely. that they can get you the green card. And after cool. a while, I mean, she had an agent and everything down there for a while, and it was like nothing was moving, and she's mm-hmm. like, "I got to come back because otherwise I won't be allowed to go yeah, back." Of course, it's tough; it's a now. real struggle.
12: Yeah, because you, you do it.
2: So tell us about what uh, you're set to appear in this year. M- Midway?
12: Midway, yes. And
2: where was that shot?
12: That was shot in uh, in Montreal.
2: Ah, in A-list cast, though.
12: Yes. Oh, my God. Woody it Harrelson.
2: That must have been quite a blast.
1: It, it with was, him. Uh, Mandy yes.
2: Moore, Dennis Quaid, Nick Jonas. Wow. Tell us about that experience.
12: So f- with that experience, obviously, I, I can't say too much, too much. Just, no. yet, yeah. just yet. But it was, it was really... Um, the set itself, because it is a, a war movie, mm-hmm. and it, it <laughs> just that part was extremely overwhelming because they did rebuild every part of it, the ships, the planes, and all that. Wow, so not just
1: green screen and No, technology. obviously there is a lot yeah. of
12: green screen, but uh, most of the, the, the planes and the ships were built, right? And so it was, honestly, it was a lot better than when you're a child and you're playing pretend. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the upgraded version yeah. with the big budget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with the big budget. Right. So what type of roles would you like to play next? What are you hoping for?
12: So for me, I got into it, I want to play absolutely everything. Okay. as The good guy, the knight in shining armor, everything. Or even just for street legal, the, the, the recovering drug addict. All of these roles, because I find it's different challenges, you get to to take on and for me it just it keeps it fresh, keeps it new.
1: What about stage?
12: I, I, I was I was told to to try stage hmm. and I and I would. I would. That's, mm-hmm. that would be a different Absolutely, a different completely different. Right?
1: It's not, mm-hmm. not so much hurry up and wait, but it's just you're you're oh, it's, live every it's night, live it's, all the time. Yeah. it's
12: this this uh, like different excitement. kind of energy. Absolutely, absolutely. So I would I would I would try stage. Yeah, you
1: yeah try. Yeah. Now uh, Maddox is a recurring character. He goes, yes. Like right through. So sort of, this is a long case.
12: <laughs> it is an extremely long case. Uh, it covers the six episodes, and right. Maddox uh, shows up in episode three and then uh, episode five. He's on trial and he's cross-examined.
1: Okay, so so you better
12: tell people where they can watch the revival of Street Legal. Absolutely. You can watch it on cbc.ca. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's online. It's on their website. Or you can catch uh, the last episode next Monday.
1: The last episode is right, next Monday, so you can catch up. Yes, six I'm parts. And yes, has it been – do we know if it's being renewed?
12: <gasps> that I don't know. No? Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. hopefully, yes. I so,
2: how does there. that interfere if you're a recurring character with other things you may want to book?
12: Well, it's uh, you, you it, just it all have depends. to work it out. Yeah, you work it out. You work it out. You work around it, and hopefully, you have time to do everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so have you got something coming up?
12: Yeah, just uh, what coming up in uh, May 11th? I've got this uh, lifetime movie called Home Killer Queen. Yeah. And. Uh, be very exciting! I play a drug dealer this time. You're just like you're just a
1: drugie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're either Apparently, dealing or face, you're recovering. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes them and now he sells them. <laughs> I mean, he it is. Come right. on, I'm
12: it's a totally different thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, and, uh, how can people uh, connect with you online? Follow you on social media? Have you got a website? That kind of well, thing.
12: Well, I'm on all social platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. It's my name. Yeah, so, you better spell <laughs> it. You I better, better spell it. So it's M-I-K-A-E-L. C O N D, and usually I'm the only one.
1: Portuguese pronunciation. Portuguese pronunciation. Portuguese yes. pronunciation. So it's kund. Very yeah. soft. Yes. But M- Mikhail is.
12: Dad is very French. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So mom and then dad at the end. Oh,
1: that's yeah. great. And yeah. I'm happy that they're they're so proud of you, and you're young, and you got. A, uh, there's a long way
12: for you to go. Fully. Thank
1: you very right. much for coming in and
12: telling More us all thank about you for it. For having me.
9: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Let me tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by
3: entering the promo code WHATSHESIT. Hi, I'm Stephanie Krasik, founder of StrainPrint. If you want to learn more about cannabis and are curious about it and maybe are thinking about using it for yourself, check out strainprint.ca, check out our community that we have which is filled with wonderful people and great conversations and download the app StrainPrint for free at Google Play or the App Store.
5: This is 105.9 The Region.
2: you're listening to is Forever and Ever by 13-year-old singer-songwriter Cheyenne May from Vancouver, British Columbia. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. I understand that debuted at number 64 on the iTunes Canadian Country Charts. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell us when you began to love singing and writing songs. Yeah, well... Because
4: you're
13: You
2: know, you're not quite ancient.
13: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've grown up with music my whole life, and everyone says their first memory of me when I was little is always just singing, dancing, performing in the living room or wherever I can. So I've always loved singing, and um, I started vocal lessons at the age of 10. Uh, Shortly after, I started guitar, and I've been playing piano my whole life. So, um, yeah, just... I've just grown up with it. Well, who are your musical influences? Um, I love Carrie Underwood. I love Beyonce, and I also love Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah. Now, but but in your family as well? Or oh, yeah. Because yes. you said you grew up with music. Was it just listening to it, or your family musicians? Yeah. So
13: my mom, um, she played at Carnegie Hall twice. When That's she a musician. Was, mm. <laughs> yeah. When she was sixteen and nineteen. Oh, instrument piano. Oh, yeah. She played piano. Okay. Um, and she teaches piano. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I've grown up with her teaching piano, um, so I've heard so many different genres of music. That's
1: excellent. Now, you're working with Juno nominee Warren Dean Flanders. What advice has he given you?
13: Um, he's given me so much advice, but the top two things would probably be just when I'm on stage, just go for it, perform, because that way... Um, there's really no regrets, Mm -hmm. and also his faith is really inspiring to me. How can people connect with you online? Um, My Instagram account is Cheyenne May Music. Facebook is Cheyenne May, and I also have a website, CheyenneMay.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Here is Cheyenne May performing forever and ever.
0: find the words that I need to say Am I just broken down or losing my way? Why can't I see the light? It's dark inside I want to know Can anybody hear me now? Can anybody hear me? I know you said that more than twice It was gonna be alright Inside my heart is slowly bleeding I wish, I wish upon a star to sleep
4: subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars.
5: Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google or at theallymars.com.
4: Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other and ourselves.